Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D A D. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. Not only do we have a new desk, oh, have we got some fancy desk arms for our microphones that are quite delicious. Yeah, I'm still a bit worried about moving them too much. Why? Surely no stand is that stable. Well, apparently these are. I'm used to, you know, I've done a year and a half now of <laughs> stands that collapse on me or need coats on the other end as a counterweight. Yeah, I mean, I've got two. You bought me two mic stands. Um, accidentally so. You were mm. only been supposed to buy me one. You bought me two. I'm a generous boss. And it was quite handy as well because the first one just snapped. Instantly, the top of it just snapped off. It. And I was like, well, that's okay because I've got another one. Put that one on, put the coat on the end, put the microphone on, and then again, snapped. Here's my prediction. We're going to need to buy new microphones. Wait, the, what are the These are so heavy. Well, I know, but that's because they're like podcaster mics. They're designed to be like good in that. But what about the one Adam uses for the his condenser. list videos? Well, I think are they a, not as good? Uh, well, that's a question for Laurie. They're much lighter. But, but you made Laurie head of production and all that gubbins. Yeah. Is that what his title is? Yeah. Yeah. So, And he has picked these. So he would know. Cool. He okay. knows the difference between using this and using the condenser. I said, Laurie, no more skimping and saving. I want quality. I want all the quality in this studio. I want quantity of quality, <laughs> if anything. Because previously, it used, it used to be the other way around, where mm. we would buy stuff dirt cheap, and then it would break within sort of a month of us having it. And then we'd be like, well, do you know what? It does sort of still work, so we'll just make do with what we've got. Let's keep using it. Because, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm in a bit of a splashy, splashy mode right now. Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain. I'm like, you need equipment, you need equipment. Bow, bow, bow. 
out. It's Q4, Ollie. I, uh, but I... well, oh, be prepared for Q1, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> Q1. Oh, he's right back to the miserable. We can't spend any more money, guys. I mean, also we as well because because when we get into Q1, it's really bad ad revenue time oh, as yeah. well. So there'll also be that level of panic where you, I, mean, I did notice while I was off that the podcast uh, titles got replaced with review to highlights. Oh yeah, and in Discord, you just said to be. I'm in a highlights mode. I mean, yeah. I- <laughs> the reason that is, folks at home, is because. The search metrics for WWE Raw highlights is far above WWE Raw review. But did and that is trans- it so different? But did it translate into views? I don't know. It didn't. I can tell you that. I, <laughs> I, I looked into the data. It didn't. We did. I've, we just didn't do it long enough. I've gone back to review again, okay, just so you know. That's fair. Um, anyway, how, how the devil are you? Well, I was going to open this episode with a question. Oh, it caused an argument between me and my friend at Did the weekend. Really? Not a big argument. A silly, <laughs> a silly drunken argument. Yeah. That we, you know, like the good old days of arguments where you would refuse to Google what the answer was. My wife and I actually have one of those. We are so ad. I'm not even going to say what it is because I know that some mm. goober will go onto Wikipedia and will just like message me on Twitter what the answer is. And I know what the and I know my answer is correct. But my wife is so adamant that she's right. But the pair of us have now ma- we've made like a deal. Neither of us are going to check it. Well, it gets to a point I think where it's not about whether the question is right. It's a, it's a it's a thing about you want the other person to submit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I would feel better if they just said, "You know what? You're right." And then we could both look, and even if I'm wrong, I would have won. Mm-hmm. Right. So here it is. And the reason I'm asking you is because you are a new father. Sure am. We've got a fr- another friend because you know that time in my life, as Bo Burnham sung on his on his special uh, in the song Thirty. I'm turning thirty. All my stupid friends are having stupid children. <laughs> <laughs> there was j- j- uh, just on incidentally last week on the Raw show. Um, you know, we were just do- we're doing it live, mm. and we have like a live YouTube chat thing that's just sort of like going on and stuff. I'd mentioned the kid. And someone, one person said, oh, has Luke had a kid? He never mentioned it. <laughs> With like a sort of side eye emoji thing. And I've, I've been thinking about that for seven days. <laughs> and every show I've been like, am I mentioning the kid too much? Am I going to annoy that one person? In the, not even in a comment, in the live chat. Mm. As your gimmick is Luke Owen DAD, uh-huh. I think it's fine. Okay. And okay. he's just coming to get the box cutter. Bye, Andy. You be careful with that. It's sharp. Retract it. Sending the thing to Joey Super. Okay. What's he mean? That that's for opening things, not for packaging things. He's gonna stab it first. Oh god. It's gonna create air holes <laughs> for the trophy. I ge- I'm genuinely anxious that Adam has brought that into our office. It's so sharp. It's very useful. But be careful with it, Andy. <laughs> there you go. I just had to say that on air. Yeah. Because when he ki- when he cuts himself, mm. Andy tries to sue me. Everyone knows that. You made the. Yeah, you did yeah. all you could. Um, so anyway, the question. The question. Are babies vegan? <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose they're not eating any animal products. Aren't they? Well, what animal products are they eating? Boob milk. From a human. Yes. Yeah. So are you saying then if um, I was a cannibal, I because like being vegan is not eating anything that's created by an animal or came from an animal. Exactly. But we're humans. 
animals are humans. Humans are animals. Are you saying that uh, a, a pig could be called a human? No, a pig no, could no, no, register no, no, no. to vote. No, that's a that's a what do they call it? That's a a misuse of deductive logic. <laughs> Because well, you just said humans are animals. No, well, animals we are. are humans. We are, exactly. Humans are animals. Everything is an animal that's that's so, sort of alive in that way. So you're saying a pig is a human. <laughs> no, I'm saying a pig is an animal. A yeah. human is also an animal. That doesn't mean pigs and humans are the same. It's like uh, to see a blackbird, you know, to a bird that is black, that doesn't necessarily mean all birds are blackbirds. No, because blackbird is a species of mm. bird. Well, okay, that was a bat. Look, so <laughs> humans yes. are animals. No, they're because humans. Because they're yeah. not I mean, plants. Your, your problem is, is you've, you've fallen at the first hurdle because humans are human. No, no, but humans, homo sapiens, yep. if you go up the thing, we're mammalian, we're mammals, and above mammals is animals. Yeah, so, it's, but we're, so we're now different. We have evolved past the stage of animal and we are now humans. No, 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 no. No, so... All living things that, you know, aren't plants mm -hmm. fall into categories of kingdoms, you know, the animal kingdoms. We are mammals. In the mammal thing, you, Apologies you, if you can hear the broken up into kingdoms or whatever it is. And then you've got insects over there and you've got fishes over there. All of those are animals. Okay. Right? <laughs> So, if a baby is having breast milk, mm -hmm. they're not vegan. What if a baby is just having formula? Then yes, they'd be, as long as that formula is not made from, like, I don't know, eggs. I've no idea what it's, it's made It's just from, made from soy plants. Yes. Yeah, then it probably is. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I don't care enough to argue with you further than what we have done already. I just, I question your argument that humans are animals. You see, that's Partic the bit I'm confident but, but, but particularly, <laughs> particularly then when I, because you, you're like, animals are humans. And I say, is a pig a human? You say no. No. <laughs> but, okay, so so why isn't a pig a human then? But why, but, why, but why are we a pig? We're not a pig. We're all animals. <laughs> it's like, But why are they not human? It's like... Uh, a shark is a fish. A dolphin is a fish. It's, I think a dolphins are mammals. Whales are mammals. Yeah. D dolphins are fish. I think you maybe you're right. I'm trying. To, I'm misremembering Ace Ventura. But that doesn't mean sharks and dolphins are the same thing. No, they're different breeds. So what you're saying is we're a different breed of animal. Yeah, essentially different species. So it, there is uh, the animals. So the the entire world mm -hmm. is basically populated by animals. It's populated by animals, birds, <laughs> and mortar. Birds are also animals. Birds are also animals. They're not birds. Yes, because they're like so. Birds is like a subsection of animals. So animals is like the top of the um That's the, the hierarchy. One. That's number one. That's number one. And then there's like offshoots, all like a family tree. Yeah, used by like, there's into humans, mammals, insects, fish. Mammals, birds. birds. Humans would be in mammals, though. Oh, well, I suppose we are. And yeah. then mammals would be broken up into, I don't know, like cats, dogs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you get to, like, the sapiens, which would include monkeys and stuff and chimpanzees and apes. And of, us. We, of which we're sort of a, a, a exactly. family of. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. What was your so friend, we're animals. What was your friend's argument? Well, he was saying that babies are vegan... Mm -hmm. even though they're having their mother's milk because it's okay because it's their mother's milk. Mm -hmm. 
And are you saying that cows aren't vegan either? Yes, I said that's that. If you took my argument that way, yes, I would also be saying that calves aren't vegan because they're having moo milk, moo milk. from the from others. I'm on shaky ground there. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and that's not, why I but think, you're not as confident on that bit. That one just doesn't sound as right in my head. <laughs> and then I start to retrace my steps. I'm like, is this an ideological thing? Then am I just against the idea? Of a vegan baby. You just hate vegans, is basically what it <laughs> no, boils I hate down. babies! <laughs> well, we've only got four minutes now before Sorry. the show goes live. And I had an anecdote I was going to tell you as well. well. You, can do, you can do it in the outro. I did. Well, okay, I'll try and tell it as quickly cool. as I possibly can. Talking about Raw, here is the show. Kevin Owens turning heel again because he, he always does it. He gets a friend. He says nice things to them. They last about six months and he turns evil. He eats himself from the inside out with moral conflictions and he's got to provide for his family. It's the roar of you folks. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, D.A.D. And boy... Do we have an offer for you today? Oh, that's right. This episode is sponsored by the good folks over at Geology. Boy, howdy, Ollie. I would say that you and I are looking pretty great in terms of skincare. I think it's the the, the perfect amount of uh, sort of just general hydration of my skin mm. and sheen. Do you know why that is? It's because geology make handsome a habit using science. They are a six-time award-winning company creating, this is a direct quote, simple and effective skincare routines customized just for you with ingredients that are proven to work and formulated for daily use. The product set is great for both individuals new to skincare and seasoned skincare experts. Do you have acne, oiliness, wrinkles, puffy under eyes? Geology. Click the link in the video description down below because you'll take a 30 second quiz and then you can get 50% off your 30 day trial. Click the link in the video description down below. What an offer. Well read. Thank you, mate. Genuinely, we've been using it for about two months now. And yeah, it's great. It is really good. I don't have flaky skin anymore. Do you like that catchphrase they've got as well? This is on their new, like, uh, the the sort of the Mm. new bio and stuff they've given us, the new ad read. I'm just going to read it one more time because it's so good. Making handsome a habit. Oh, it's good, isn't it? That's what it is because sometimes... It's even even capitalised. Sometimes I confuse well-groomed people who have put effort into their face Mm. with attractive people. Yeah. You don't have to be naturally attractive to be handsome. We can't all be Chris Van Vliet, but we can possibly look as good as he does in terms of skincare. But wasn't that his advice when we all asked him, what is, like, how are you so handsome? Yeah. And he said... Start moisturizing early. And not just like early in the day, early in your life. Oh, yeah. So we could all be like Chris. Um, Kevin Owens is the main subject of this episode. Sure is. Because we got... Actually, like, full credit to Raw, I thought this was really well done. And... Yeah, sure. Just a month ago, Big E, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, they were all on SmackDown. 
Raw doesn't feel like a new show, really. This is like one of the worst drafts ever. I've got a, I've got a theory as to why this feels like one of the worst yeah. drafts ever as well. I was talking with Tempo T. Wrestlow about this on the SmackDown review. Brian. Uh, <laughs> so here is a list of names mm-hmm. that were on Raw last year and then got drafted to SmackDown and then have all been drafted back to Raw again. So the same group got drafted to SmackDown and then got drafted back to Raw. Seth Rollins, Bianca Belair, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, The Street Profits, Kevin Owens, Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, Apollo Crews, and by extension, Dabakato. Austin Theory, you might as well chuck in there as well. <laughs> yeah, he just didn't right, go to yeah. SmackDown, he went back to NXT. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so, but with that, I think they've crafted a really nice story here, and I'm excited about the main event of Raw character-wise going forward. So what we got first, Seth came out for a promo. He won the ladder match last week. He's going to get a shot at Big E's title. Big E comes out, and they're going like, let's do a match tonight. And Seth's like, no. That's not what my contract says. Yeah, I'm I'm still healing up from the ladder match. Ooh, it's the most selling Seth Rollins has ever done. (laughs) And then Kevin Owens walks out because, you know, it's WWE. You've got to interrupt people. He cuts a promo and he says, me and you, Big E, we've never done this before. Let's have a match tonight for all these fine folks, baby facing it up to the extreme. Indeed. But then later on in the night, Kevin Owens had an interaction with Seth Rollins. Now, here's what I've always, Mm. I've always loved Steve. You know, and then by extension, have always loved Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens is a is a guy. He is a wrestler that cares about previous feuds and how they have affected his character mm. and his character's growth. You see this a lot in WWE, where someone will have a feud with someone and then it doesn't bother them in the least the next time that they interact, or if they turn babyface or heel, they're then just friends with them, even though they were feuding with them. Otis and Dolph Ziggler is a great example mm. of this. Kevin Owens is someone who was just like, well, I know I feuded with you last year and leading into WrestleMania. Of course I don't like you. You really irritated me in that, so I need to carry that through into this. I can't just pretend that never happened. So Seth walks up to him and he's just like, oh, for God's sake, why you? Not you. Of all people. (laughs) But Seth basically says, in so many words, embrace the hate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, (laughs) where has being a good guy got you? Because, hey, I'm Seth Rollins. I'm wearing doofy suits. I'm holding a contract here for a WWE Championship match, not at Survivor Series. I don't know when it's happening, but I've got one. And I, I, get, I, I dictate the terms. And he walks away from Owens. And Owens there looks at him and is like, well, I'm not going to listen to that. He's a dickhead. <laughs> Cut to the match. Yeah. And there's a moment during this match. Oh, my God, I loved this finish so mm. much. This finish was superb. Great match anyway. Yeah. Really good match anyway. But the finish of this is Biggie sort of like down in the sort of like they bonk heads. Kevin He's Owens, on the ropes. Kevin Owens and Biggie bonk heads, and Biggie's then like in the ropes. Rollins walks up and he decks Biggie. It's weird. It was just a right hand. I would have thought he'd like hit him with the clipboard or something, you know, because then Biggie sort of like rolls into the ring. Kevin Owens saw Seth Rollins do that and now has got to make a decision. Do I? have a pop at Rollins or do I take advantage of this situation mm. and he opts to take advantage and Biggie rolls him up and he gets the win 
It looked conflicted, though, he d- before, other, before what, Owens jumped into it. 100%. Mm. Because, and you can see that. This is why I love this so yeah. much, and I love Kevin Owens, because like it's all him, really, that's making this so great. Because he then cuts a promo after the match, being like, sorry, uh, that's that's Discord. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he cuts a promo. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Raw General Manager, the anonymous <laughs> Raw General Manager. He cuts a promo saying, oh, I didn't see, I didn't see Seth do it. Oh, I, I don't know what happened. I just, I just went in for the pin. And Biggie's like, "No, nah, mate." Yeah. <laughs> and he, he literally, Owens cuts a promo on Seth, being like, "Oh, Seth, you tool! You trying to interfere in my matches? Are you? I'll sort you out next week, pal." It was so rambly. He was obviously like, he was panicking. He got caught. He got caught out. So he's like, uh, "I'm so sorry, Biggie. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I didn't even see it." And you, you little bitch, Seth Rollins. <laughs> so he good. said bitch twice, and it was just yeah. And yeah, Biggie wasn't having any of it. Gave him a big ending. Why would you with Kevin Owens, even though he's been saying he's a, you know, he's been a babyface for well over a year now, mm-hmm. quite a long time actually. Yeah, well, he was in, he was a babyface going into Mania. Yeah, uh, last year. But he has, you know, he's got, a, he's got a previous. And Biggie, what I loved about this is not only has it given Owens this really interesting tweener, am I turning heel later? sort of guilty, complex character. You've got Seth on the other end. He's like the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, yeah. <laughs> is that annoying or is it fun? What, the Seth's laugh? Yeah. Uh, I think it's bordered. I think it, yeah. it was fun when it was, <laughs> John. I find it less fun now. But the suits sort of make up mm. for it. Sometimes when he does it, I genuinely get annoyed. But then other times when he does it, I'm like... <laughs> That's an annoying laugh. <laughs> you know, so it's doing what it's supposed to do. I just think he does it too much. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, so you've got that on one side. What I love about this is it also makes Big E a more well-rounded character. Because now Big E is like, I can't trust anybody. My New Day boys are on the other brand. Kevin Owens, who was a good guy, he's been, you know, been really nice these last two weeks. Now he was- he's trying to he was, to win. he was part of the New Day for a hot minute. Yes. <sighs> Do you remember that? Did he turn? He turned on Tur- them. He turned on them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Biggie, hopefully he remembers that. Did he become one of Vince's boys? Do you remember Vince had that period of time when he was just like had he, he had Kevin Owens and he had Charlotte? Like yeah, he would just sort of point to the back and introduce mm. other people for like to be inserted into triple threats that no one wanted. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember that, but yeah, I thought this was a really well done thing. Great match as well. Owens and Biggie just. Slap the hell out of each other, and Owens. Oh, he 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 went into those sentons. Didn't he just? He was landing all of his weight on top of them. It was glorious to see. But I think because you're doing it on Big E, his yeah. tits are so big. It's like being onto a bouncy castle. Yeah. And I read an interview with Big E from the last week where they wanted him to do the tit dance mm-hmm. that I did last week. That you're so good at doing. That Ethan Page does, because he's got the tightest tits in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And Big E said, look, I do a lot of things, but I'm not going to do that on TV. <laughs> I thought, where is your line? That's your line? But you've done... Yeah. You, like, lick your hand and spank people? Are we all forgetting the big sweaty men, big meaty men slapping me? Exactly. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh... I was really impressed with this. I love the match. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up all round. Yeah. Raw, I, yeah. Raw consistently has done good main event title pictures. Like all the Bobby Lashley, Drew, 
got repetitive, but it was good. The biggie win. Bobby and Goldberg actually, you know, did have an edge to it in the end. Well, this is what I would say is credit to WWE is that when I started this episode of Raw, Raw has been a slog mm. for pretty much all of 2021. I would say all of 2021, Raw has been a slog to watch. It's some of the most consistently awful wrestling TV I've ever seen. And to the point where I struggle to care mm. about a lot of what the show does, they've made me really invested in this main event scene. I'm actually really now into it. And also, like, to the question, should Kevin Owens turn heel? 100% I think he should do. Why not? For, for starters, he is a boring babyface. And Kevin Owens is... I wouldn't say. I think that's unfair. And Kevin Owens is a phenomenal heel. Yeah. Particularly when he's got excellent motivation to lead into a heel turn. I don't think he's a bad heel. Sorry, I don't think he's a bad, boring babyface. I just think he's such a good heel that his babyface doesn't hold a candle. The problem is I think with this babyface run, particularly this most recent babyface run, is he's been given nothing to work mm -hmm, with. Mm -hmm. Like, he has felt like the most bored wrestler Everyone's been. Everyone says it in our comments and our live chat and everything like that. He has got the face of someone who's just like, "Well, I'm gone in three months. Yeah. Why am I'm? I've got no point in even trying in anything I'm doing because I'm not sticking around." And I think that translates then into being a very boring babyface. However, with a heel turn, with something he can sink his teeth into, something he can do proper character-wise, I think we're going to see a much better Kevin Owens because of that. Well, just to, before we get into the chats, let's talk about that. In his promo earlier, he said. You know, I I leave it in the ring every week because he had a fantastic performance in the ladder match the previous Monday. And he said, whether I've got three months or three years left here. And that's, you know, the rumour is, well, quite heavily reported rumour, his contract expires in January. Yeah. It's the three months side of that. And Big E said they're all, they're all talking about who the face of WWE is here. And Big E says, hey, this isn't Mount Rushmore. There's not room for multiple faces. And Mount Rushmore was the Young Bucks, Kevin Owens, Adam Cole as well, yep. a faction in PWG. So, I mean, usually when you're on the way out of WWE, which reportedly people backstage think is happening with Owens. I mean, you know, I, th I think that's the right move for him as well. What, how is he ever going to get any better in WWE? Mm -hmm. He's won the Universal title. He's, he's already done the series with Sammy. They'll never do him. They'll never crown him WWE champion. Yeah. He's never going to win a Royal Rumble. So is, is he turning heel to lose a lot to then leave? Or is this WWE's attempt at saying, hey, stay, because turn heel? I mean, they did it with Cesaro. Like Cesaro, they, they were dangling that carrot mm. for Cesaro because his contract was up. He re-signed. They were like, and you're rewarded. You get a program with Roman Reigns. And then that's been it for Cesaro. Psych. And exactly, psych, you've got your program, and then you're out the door. Like, a lot of people in the comments were sort of disagreeing uh, with me there about saying Kevin Owens has had a bit of a boring baby-based run. And they've all said, his feud with Roman Reigns. I just want to remind everyone, that was in January. Yeah. That was nearly a year ago. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Well, let's get into what the comments are saying. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out everyone over five doulas. Yeah, none of your Canadian or Australian no, ones. Well, US, thank you very much. That's how RuPaul says dollars. Doulas. I've never seen the show. It's, it's just on in my house. <laughs> the time. I've, got, I've heard it's very good. It's not. From reputable sources, I've heard it's very, very good. It's not. But I've, I have never seen it. It's like an hour 20. It's, it's three hours of Raw. I'm sure there's a good 90-minute program in there. In RuPaul's case, it should be a 40-minute show. Uh, Charles Burke. While Owens is a great heel, I'd prefer this to be something that strengthens his resolve as a face. He tried to take another shortcut, then tried to lie his way out of it. The outcome was failure and loss of respect. I'd prefer that over. He's bad now. But I quite like it as a character direction of just like, hey, I was good for so long and it got me nowhere. When you look at Seth Rollins, who's been a complete tool and has now got mm. a W title shot, big time Bex, cheating her way to win. And you, know, yeah. and, you know, retaining the Robins Championship, she got to swap a belt on SmackDown. <laughs> These are top-level things you get to do when you're a bad guy. It's very difficult as a babyface, particularly the way Owens has been, to so consciously cheat. Yeah. And they made a big song and dance for it. He is consciously making the decision here to cheat. He's wrestling with the idea, and then he's going to do it, to then go back and become more of a babyface. I... I disagree, Charles. I think the better story is he turns heel, and I think that's where the story is leading. Ket, 
Kevin Owens should turn. He should turn left on Albuquerque to run away from WWE. Run Owens, run. I'm, uh, I'm going to do a slight, uh, slight different pronunciation there. Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Did you know the Albuquerque uh, baseball team is named after the Simpsons? Where did I hear this from? It was in a list video that I wrote for Adam recently. It's... Adam told me it. Yeah, did he really? I think he passed it off as his own fact. Yeah, so the Albu- Oh, no, it was the weekly list video. Yeah, that's no, why I did. That's yeah, where yeah. I heard it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was Albuquerque Isotopes mm. was a Simpsons joke that uh, Duff had bought the isotopes and were going to take it to Albuquerque. And Albuquerque then named themselves the Albuquerque <laughs> Isotopes. Apparently, at their baseball stadium, they've got like Simpsons stuff there and you can buy like their logo looks like oh, that's awesome. the Isotopes. Uh, Mr. C.J. Lilly, uh, right on topic... Now, I think Kevin should turn heel, as I've always thought he does better as a heel. When he was his best, in first uh, called up, was a heel. His apron powerbomb was a heel move. He also acted a fighter rather than doing comedy. So yes, go heel, jam that jam. Jam that jam. Uh, Ronan C. For me, this week's Raw really emphasised the talent of the roster while at the same time being hamstrung by lazy creative for match finishes. How can the audience feel like there are actual stakes when you know from the outset the finish will be hokey? Well, you say that, but the Becky Lynch-Bianca Belair match had uh, an actual finish. It had an actual finish. I think the main event had an actual very good finish. Was there any DQs on this show? I don't think there were. I, I think everything had a finish. And I, I loved the way Damian Priest went over T-Bar. That was a definitive finish. Finn Balor's great finish on the superplex into a cradle. There are a lot of roars to go, that was a bad lazy creative show i actually think this raw was pretty good weirdly and i'm gonna come to this at the end boring but also pretty good yeah that's pretty yeah <laughs> do you know what it is it's good i don't care yeah i was still bored still for bored. most of I'm, it and i'm really and i don't care about anything on the show but it was good but they did do the bare minimum yeah. required to slightly impress me. Oh, brilliant. Well put. Kane uh, plays games. I was genuinely smiling seeing Titus's video package. It's just nice seeing a good person being appreciated. It was my first Raw in over a year. I liked it. You did not miss anything. Yeah, you made the right call, in fact. Maybe that's why you enjoyed it so much you haven't watched it for the past year. Nice that there was actually a fair amount of wrestling on the main wrestling show for a change. Uh, there was a DQ finish, someone pointed out in the comments, Mysterio uh, Austin Theory, which was a dumb finish. I didn't mind it. Oh, but, but the referee didn't see it. The referee didn't see it. <laughs> me, and, me and Pete, because I, I, so I'll you know, skip to that, seg- that segment just now. I, it happened, and I burst out laughing, and Pete mm-hmm. said, what happened? And I was like, oh, uh, Dominic it just interfered. The referee didn't see it, but called for ding, a ding, DQ. Ding. And Ollie's like, oh, Ollie's written his notes that it was right in front of the referee. And I was like, I'm pretty sure the referee's back was turned. We went back and watched it again. I was like, yeah, no, definitely. The referee had his back completely to that bit of interference. Only found out about that after I've recorded. (laughs) Uh, Bezo Banks finally for now. Also, when you see what happens when a wrestling company focuses on wrestling. If you guys remember, that Chad Finn finish was a callback, at least to me, to the Rollins Finn series back in early 2018 when they traded wins with a roll-up from the Falcon Arrow. I think it's probably less of a callback and more just repeated spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Good. Well, we'll read out the rest of your Ultra Chats in the end of the show. Please keep getting them in. So Pete is back. Uh, I haven't seen him yet, but what a little bitch. I mean, I was uh, playing the new Limp Bizkit album in the office today. Still sucks. 
And it's mm. uh, it's is that the name of the that's the, the name, that's the name of the album. Yeah, it still sucks. The name of the album is called Still Sucks because Limp Bizkit still sucks. And that's good. It is chef's kiss incredible. It's genuinely so so what great. What kind of like bad terrible? No, it's awesome. It's really really yeah? good. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Limp Bizkit fan, it's it's really really good. Are you shaking the table? No, I'm not. But I was wondering what that knocking sound was. I feel like I'm Andy Danson. Um, but yeah, like it was. So I was playing that, and Pete just kept leaning over and being like, "Well, it's certainly a certainly a song on the album, I guess." I'm like, yeah. shut up, Pete. This is brilliant. What do you know? He doesn't know anything. He's a dumb, stupid bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got him cocky while he's been away. Charmy's man, sir. I've been wearing the bow tie. I'm not anymore. even wearing the bow tie. He's even here today. And you're not wearing the bow tie. Well, I haven't seen him yet. Well, and when he comes in, if he sees me without the bow tie, I'm gonna be like, "No, no more of that." I'm standing up to you. I don't like you, Pete. Little bitch. <laughs> That's what I'll say to him. He uh, likes Nickelback. Right. Let's get in with the rest of this Raw review play-by-play. Play. Uh, opened with... Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Who the hell do they think they are? Rampage? <laughs> That's what I thought with the start of this episode. Okay, I went into this fully expecting this to be a DQ. Like, double count out. Yeah. Terrible crap non-finish. So it actually took me a little while to get into this because I was there with my arms folded being like, I've been conditioned by this company and this show in particular to not expect this to get a finish. I think the crowd did too. Yeah. Because the crowd did not get into this match until the final third. They went through two commercial breaks. I think that in total they went through like 20 minutes of action. And it was good from the get-go. And Becky's a big star. Bianca's a big star. And the crowd were you know, mostly silent. Yeah. And oh, okay. All right. Well, Pete's here, everyone. Hey guys. Hey. Pete. Hey, hey, Pete. What's going on? You listen to the new Limp Bizkit album. Have you seen the uh -huh. the new? That's this is quite awkward. Just now. here to say hi to my favourite manservant. It's making me uncomfortable. Hey everyone. It's making me uncomfortable. You did really well while I was away. I'm still your champ, that champion. Oh, hey, here it is. Lovely. Glad I got this back. Longest reigning jam that champion of all time. As of Monday, by the way. Longest reigning jam that champion of all time. Just throwing it out there. Con congrats, Pete. Thank you. Appreciate it. <clears throat> so you helped me retain my belt. That's good job. Really proud of you. I was listening though, just um just a few minutes ago. Oh dear. I was listening. To the to the Ultra Chats. No, no, no. The, to the, geology. Like, no, yeah. like literally just after the Ultra Chats. You oh, were you, you were you were saying some things. The Becky has good stuff the rampage joke. It was a good joke. Because I was mm -hmm. like, what is yeah. this? Rampage it's starting actually, off. It's actually with a, joke a big that Pete's make all the time. Yeah. The tempo mm -hmm. make all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Little bitch. Huh? Oh, you heard that bit. Uh -huh. Owens, the Owens promo. Nope. Yeah, no, you heard nope. it. Nope. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. It's right, Ollie. Don't worry about it. It's totally fine. I like this. By AEW on Thursday. Get your bow tie back on. Oh, I don't say it. See you later. All right, bye, Pete. 
I don't think I like you being a manservant. It's cool. Pete's cool, isn't he? No. He's had the title can, a long I can, time. I can say it because he's not my boss. He is cool. Sorry, I have to slap <laughs> you. You say he's not. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so, though. That's soft skin. <laughs> Thank you. Your, skin, your hands are soft. Oh, I've got to get my bow tie. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. You were playing with fire, I guess, but I don't like this. I wonder if there's something I can do. So Becky and Belair. Yeah, yeah. Good this was. Mm. So, okay, yeah, I went into So the this. crowd weren't into it, but I think it's also because the structure of the episode, it's not set up for a big opening main... Like, I think this would have been so much better as the main event. Hmm. Like how we got with Flair and Belair. Yeah, I suppose. Belle Flair. Belle Flair. I still think we'd have had the same problem, though, because this company is conditioned mm -hmm. you to think... We have presented you a big-time match on Raw, no less. It's not going to have a finish. Yeah. Last week, you and I did this show. We had so many people message us on the Ultra Chat, so many people in the Live Chat, so many people in the comments being like, well, there's not going to be a finish because there's never a finish to these matches. And it was only until we get into the final third of this, I started things like, I think this is, there's no way that this isn't going to have a finish now. It's been going on for so long. This definitely is going to have a finish. And blow me down. Not only did it have a finish, it had a really good finish. A finish that was set up in the first third of the match where Becky was trying to like unhook the, uh, the, the turnbuckle. Very simple, this, really. Mm. First third of the match, she tries to unhook it. Belair stops her. And that plays into the finish there where Becky grabs it as Belair is like pushing her, like, you know, pulling her away. She pulls it off. Banks goes, sorry, Belair goes into the exposed turnbuckle and Becky gets the win. Hooking the tights as well, mm -hmm. no less. Loved the finish, and I really, really enjoyed the match eventually. Yeah, very good match. A lot of people, I've seen several people go, well, this was a bad finish. And I think they're confusing screwy finishes that don't give you an outcome with, no, this is, you know, Becky is a heel. Mm -hmm. I don't want her to be a heel. Uh, the you crowd think, is still. You said she was a babyface last week. Right, I just you know went by all the cheers of the crowd, and then she was getting Becky chants throughout this match. Yes. She even said to Belair on point, "Yeah, they're cheering for me, not you." Mm. Um, and yeah, that this this was that this is the right result for the characters. Unfortunately, I think I was a fan of the finish. I was a really big fan of the match. I mean, what do you do with Bianca now? She has failed a lot. Well, I mean, the answer mm. is to continue the feud. Um, not with Liv Morgan. So uh, Becky did an interview after that. She said, well, I'm not going to fight Belair anymore. going to give somebody new a chance, and it's Liv Morgan. Yeah, I think you do Liv Morgan, Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair wins, and you do Becky Belair again. Um, no, I, I would love to see it be Liv Morgan. I would love to see it be a new face. This is what we were talking about last week on the show. Mm. I, I didn't want Bianca to be going for the title again because we've just had her do that for a lot of the summer with Becky, no less, just over a different coloured belt. So, Belair not going for the title anytime soon? Sounds like a Team Raw captain to me. Well, I was going to say she needs to find a tag team partner because if you're not going after the main title, you need to find a partner so you can then go after the tag titles. Well, yeah, we'll get on to that later. <laughs> yeah. uh, but good match. But ultimately, where is the division now? Well, they were all watching backstage. Yes. Yeah. I, I actually saw Dana Brooke this week, <laughs> only because there was another blonde that I didn't recognize. And I wrote my notes, I'm going to presume that's Dana Brooke. Both of them are Dana Brooke. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, after that, still with this like weird rampage style opening to Raw, like there wasn't a, a talking segment, there wasn't like a backstage thing. It was just straight into gorilla position. Rey Mysterio's there with Dominic. He's going to have a match with Austin Theory. Kevin Patrick is there interviewing them. I can already tell something height wise doesn't match up here. Ray goes out and Austin Theory, you know, tries to get a selfie with Ray exiting. In so doing, the cameraman steps back, revealing Kevin Patrick like this. It's so, so silly. My question, my question to you, WWE, if you're watching this, why'd you hire him? If your whole problem is you're too tall and you're the same height as the wrestlers, hire someone smaller. Why did you give him a job if you're going to make him look like an absolute idiot? Because it's not like he's this huge charisma machine that's like, oh, oh man, he's doing the most. It, have you ever seen a Kevin Patrick interview and thought like, man, what an incredible interviewer that man is? Yes, because no, now yeah. I know he's doing everything on no, a half No, that's squat. an ironic thing. You've never watched a Kevin Patrick interview and been like, oh, re- I nearly swore then. Man, he is the mean Gene Oakland of 2021. He is a boring, bland person. Not his fault. He's directed to be that way. So my question is, why'd you, make, why'd you hire him if he's so tall? I think he's got boyish good looks. You think that's why that... Yeah. Mike Rome's got boyish good looks. Yeah, but Kevin Patrick looks more like the character from uh, Fallout. He's got blonde hair, hasn't he? Yeah, but you know, I've never played the game. Put a, put a tuft of blonde hair on Kevin Patrick's lovely, rosy cheek smiling face. In a half crab? Hire, I mean, they're doing it with referees. Yeah. They're hiring smaller referees to make the wrestlers look taller because that's why people aren't watching, are we? <laughs> because the referees are the same height as the wrestlers. It's about perspective. <laughs> we, we've had this conversation. We have had this conversation. So Mysterio took on Theory. Decent match, I guess. And Theory drop-kicked Dom on the outside, but Ray kicks him into the 619 position. This is where Dominic gets some emotional revenge, slaps uh, Theory across the face. Referee's back is turned to this, but presumably heard the slap. He could see Ray Mysterio. Mm-hmm. He heard the slap, turns round. Austin's there like that. Uh, but by the time DQ the, win but by the time theory. the referee had turned round, Ray was hitting the six one nine. So we didn't even see like theory selling the 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 punch or anything. Sometimes you know referees obviously have really good deductive powers. No, they don't. They just don't always use them. And this this was one where he used it. We have seen multiple matches in this company where people have interfered <laughs> right in front of the referee, and they have gone, "Adoy, what do I do now?" <laughs> this was literally by. It was the perfect bit of interference, and somehow the referee was like, "Hold on, There's, I feel a great disturbance in the force." Austin, this lad got punched in the face erroneously by the second on the outside. Ding, 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 DQ. Rubbish this was. Uh, so Dom's turning heel eventually, right? Ray you say was eventually, like, but they've been doing this for like a year at this point. Ray was like, Dom, son, what's going on? And Dom's like, ah. And Ray's like, ah, you're all right, kid. Which means they're going to do this for another few months. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I, a, it's a WrestleMania program. I know, but the problem is they don't know how to do. Like, they don't know how to tell this story over eight months. So they're just telling the same beat of mm. the story every week. What a beat, though. <laughs> uh, they have to keep doing it until the referee sees. Uh, then we got the Seth Rollins promo we've already covered. Then Nikki, almost a superhero, almost a superhero, almost a superhero, and Rhea Ripley are backstage. This is earlier in the day, and Zelina Vega and Carmella, those 
what are they called in Mean Girls? Mean Girls? Yeah, those Mean Girls. I like, your mask's not cool. This was awful. This was real bad. It's not Nayan Tamina. <laughs> it's it, better. By, by that standard. This is a step up. It's only, I'd say it's a slight step up because Selena Vega's got to do the accent now. Mm-hmm. Carmilla is legit one of the worst actors this company has. Oh, she's okay. Oh, she's a terrible actor. <laughs> and she is, she's no good. The dialogue they're given is no good. Nikki is just a complete dork and Rhea Ripley is a shell of a woman at this point. Rhea because Ripley's not good. <laughs> she's real bad. She's, she is natty levels of mm. bad. No good this was. And... Um, they got a match between these two teams. Their heels picked up the win. It wasn't a championship contenders match, which makes me think they are going to get a title. They're going to get yeah. a off the back of this. <laughs> so I, came, I found this theory out um, while reviewing SmackDown because there was a championship contenders match in that that someone won. Well, actually, mm. no, the, the, the champion retained, right? But later in the main event, the New Day beat the Usos, and it wasn't a championship contenders match. And the commentators were like, well, that puts them in line for a title shot. So I think the rule is you have to pin the champions in not a championship contenders match so you get a shot at the championship. Let's see if that tracks, uh, whether Vega and Carmella get a title shot next week. Although there were, you know, as we've said, a lot of the other women's roster backstage watching this match. And when I say a lot of, I mean all four of them. Yeah. And Dana Brooke twice. Dana Brooke, Dana Brooke, Liv Morgan... <laughs> Tamina. Tamina. And Dana Brooke and them back, I think. Yep. So, and Dewdrop. And Dewdrop. So are they going to form tag team? None of them are in a tag team. Well, they could just form a tag team. Oh, so Rip, Ripley and Nikki did. What's <laughs> to stop them? Yeah. Uh, a whole division of Franken teams. Maybe they shouldn't release the Iconics. <laughs> uh so, yeah, that's presumably what's going to go on there. Chad Gable and Otis had a thing with Big E backstage, which is pretty good, I thought. It is, yeah. There's, so are they running a storyline on Raw? Because they drove this into the ground a lot of, like, who is the face of Monday Night Raw? Do you care? I don't care. I, I, I care. I like the champion. I mean, you've already got... It's the champion who's the face of Raw. Yeah, no, but they said, like, Big E is the face, but Becky also thinks she's the face. Bianca Belair thinks she's the Wait, face. Wait, Becky's of, a heel. But And Seth thinks he's the face mm. of Monday Night Raw. Chad Gable was like, hey, you could be the face of Monday Night Raw, but you'd be better off with the Alpha Academy, and then we could be the face. And the commentators kept saying, like, we don't really know who the face of Monday Night Raw is. And I was like, is this a story now? <laughs> is this what the story is going? Is this our Survivor Series storyline? But they haven't told us it's the Survivor Series storyline yet. Sometimes I think WWE actively think out loud. <laughs> What are we doing? Do you think because it's Vince in the headset to the commentators and he's just like, who is the face of Monday Night Raw, pal? And they're just repeating what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're, like they're Marlon Brando on the earpiece. <laughs> well, uh, Biggie declined, obviously. This turned into a match between Chad Gable and Finn Balor. I thought pretty, pretty damn good. They only got a couple of minutes, but it was, re- it was nice and technical stuff. Back and forth. Finn Balor was selling his leg. But powered through that in the end, we talked about it already, Chad Gable, superplex off the top rope, sort of was going to roll through to hit another one, but Finn Balor hooked his leg, shoulders to the mat, and a win for Finn. Yeah, what I really liked about this was the commentary team being like, I can't believe Finn Balor picked up a win over Chad Gable, a, ma- a man who, and I did some research into this, um, has, won five single, has won five matches since July 2020. 
<laughs> and his last singles win was on the July 15th, 2020 episode against Mojo Rawley in 2 minutes 50 seconds as Shorty G. Wow. The last time he won a singles match, and they were like, can't believe Finn Balor beat him. It's a new season. I guess so. I mean, it's that, a brand new audience. That makes sense as well, because we had the video package for Veer, who's now like Veer Mahan or something. Like he's going like by his full name, who hasn't won a match since July. Uh, also, I'm oh, no, sorry. He's had he's won one match since July. Yeah. And that was in September. He was billed as coming to Raw. I'm like, he was one of the few people who was already on Raw. Yeah. Also, Veer Mahan. Does it sound like someone slurring Vince McMahon? <laughs> But the Gable Banner match was good. Very good. Uh, Titus O'Neil had this video package, and usually I can be quite cynical about these things. This guy is awesome. He's such a nice. I, literally, my note here Titus O'Neil is a nice man. Mm. They have given him a building in a school for him to live in, I believe. <laughs> So he can do more charity work. Yeah. He's right there whenever they need him. Hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. Yeah. <laughs> millions of dollars. <laughs> millions of dollars. I've got millions of dollars. No, but it's very nice. It's lovely. Um, yeah. A, remar- a remarkable achievement. Yeah. Uh, Street we, could, Profits, we could all be a bit like Titus in this world. Mm-hmm. Street Profits then took on the Dirty Dogs. It's Smackdown. Hey, really? the most notable thing about this is RK Bro have new music. Not only do they have new music, it's a remix of Randy Orton and Riddle's themes that's actually good. Mm. It's not just one of them plays, then someone press stops and play on the other track. It's a genuinely remixed song, and it's pretty good. It might be the best crossover theme ever, because none of them have been good. This might be the best one. Let me just write that down as a list, potential list. I was just thinking that. (laughs) Top 10 joint tag team odd couple entrance musics that don't start with one and then abruptly shift into the other. That's got clicks written all over it. Also, you could do the other way around of that. Top 10 worst remix things Mm. that were just playing one track, pressing stop, and then playing another. Because I'll be honest, number one is RVD Booker T's theme, (laughs) because that was really bad. Uh, so Riddle and Randy were on commentary here. It was actually very funny. Riddle was just like, oh, my God, did you see that? Oh, these guys, they're flipping everywhere. It was funny. Uh, but the finish was a Moss's music hits. He's so tall, even the cameraman got distracted because Dolph Ziggler super kicked Montez Ford and beat him in the middle of the ring. The ending of this mm. after the match. Match was what it was. I wasn't that bothered by it uh, or impressed by it. Um but after the match, Riddle like goes up to Amos and like you know sort of has like to have a fight with him. And Amos is so tall, he absolutely kicks the crap out of Matt Riddle. And Randy Orton's just watching, mm. and the crowd are there going like Randy, Randy, and Randy's like, yeah, probably not though. I guess <laughs> I, I don't really fancy it. But then he's like, yeah, no, I will have a fight. He takes his jacket off, and they come backstage to Damian Priest. I'm like, do we not want to see? It was really hot. Like it, it felt like something genuinely big was building. The yeah. Crap. Because as we've said before, it doesn't matter that the guy cannot wrestle at all. He's a he is big. It is impressive. And Randy Orton is very protective. Orton and Amos, like you know, Amos is going to run through everyone. But Orton feels like a genuine. Huh? What's going to happen here? I'm excited. And yeah, they ju- they built that up. But not in a way where it would naturally 
lead on to another segment. Yeah, it's a bit like, never mind that spit, here comes Mongo. <laughs> it, it, just didn't, it didn't quite work for me. Yeah, but Orton just came up across as a bit of a dick because he just watched his mate getting beaten up. Which he does all the he time. He does a lot. He does a lot. He's not a good friend, but that is part of their relationship, so maybe it's okay. Uh, no AJ Styles again. So yeah, people yeah. people are missing sometimes these days. Weirdly, I felt Amos was scarier without AJ. Because he's not just got the little yappy puppy just running around yeah. and going like, the earth's flat. Yeah. That's why he's so the tall. The flat community. <laughs> it's why Amos feels so <laughs> tall. Go on, if you just reach up, you can touch that giant dome that's above <laughs> us, Amos. Prove it for me! Uh, after that, we got a cracking match you know actually this was my match of the night yeah and, and I thought Lynch Belair was really good I really like KO Big E particularly that finish but Priest versus T-Bar in a no DQ match where the story is you know it looks like they really are going with Damien and Priest I mean they, they literally said that in the promo yeah so Damien's promo beforehand is when he was talking about T-Bag and he says I'm going to introduce T-Bag to the Damien in me. See, so yeah, they are running him as a split personality thing. His Titan Tron is split into two. Mm -hmm. There's Damien on one side, the priest on the other one. This is the most WWE thing I've ever seen in my life. Fundamentally not understanding what a character is and just being like, well, That's thinking out loud again. Yeah, t tell me, what, what's the meaning behind your name? It just sounds cool. No, yeah. no, no. What's the meaning behind that? And, just, and they've, they've come up with this, and it's nonsense. And he doesn't need this. And it's it, this is one of these situations where the match is good, and Damien Priest is going to get over in spite of his terrible gimmick. I didn't mind it. Because Priest is doing his normal match that he, you know, which is very good, but it's his it's his usual character. But then he gets tied up in the ropes. T-Bar gets a kendo stick, whacks him in the stomach. Have you seen the picture afterwards? I have not, no. Ugh! <laughs> oh, it looks like he's had surgery or something. It's horrid. That's the moment that makes Priest sort of hulk out, I guess. And he just... Priest Damien out. Yeah, he, Damien, he totally Damien'd. And he gets the chair. He wails on T-Bar like ten times. He choke slams him off the apron through a table outside. Heck of a bump. And it was the, beaut the most satisfying table. Oh, it was proper biscuity break. And oh. after watching Baker and Abaddon, <laughs> where they couldn't make that table break on Friday, to see this just go... Yeah, yeah. There was no way in the tables around here. Wonderful no. to see. It was like it was sawdust. It was once it was a table one second, and it was sawdust. <laughs> and T-Bar in the midst of all of it. It's, he actually sent it back to Atoms. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, th then he wins. I was like... This guy's... I'm more into Angry Priest. I like this version of his character way more than I did the I'm just happy to be here, guys. Well, of I'm course, anything, as well. anything's better than that. So we should be happy, right? But the, he had this gimmick in NXT that also worked, where he was the Archer of Infamy, this, like, party-goer guy. And I'm, it really worked for his character and stuff. Why can't he just be Damien all the time? Well, there's another. Well, it's like why isn't Balor the demon all the time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I actually liked it. I thought this was a cracking match. Very good match, but I I stand by. Mm. I think Priest is going to get over despite the crap gimmick they've now given him. Uh, and afterwards, Apollo Cruz came out and challenged 
challenged uh, Damien or Priest. Challenge Priest, better idea. I would, I would say so, yeah. Of the two, you want to have the one that's just like, oh, I'm just happy to be here and I'm just going to back up more fringe. Full credit to Dijak because... Give the, correct name, please. Teabag. Cruz came out and I thought, oh, I was enjoying Teabag in this. <laughs> I thought he was excellent. It reminded me how good he is. Uh, and then Reggie ran away from some 24-7 title stuff. And then it was the main event. Yeah. What'd you score it? I gave it a three. Um, but like, it's one of those reviews where if you listen to my review back, you're like, oh man, Ollie likes this episode. No, 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 no. I was bored. <laughs> I was bored for two of the three hours and the one hour I was into it. I was like, that's eh, pretty good. It's been so interesting going through the community posts about this and reading the comments mm. because I can reveal that it was 53% three out of five uh, with 17% saying two out of five, 13% saying four out of five. But it is interesting reading the comments because I don't think that scoring this a two out of five or a one out of five is fair at all. No. Because, you know, four out of five, 13%, a one out of five got 12%. Like, this was never a one out of five or a two out of five show. And a lot of the comments are people are just giving this a bad review now because they don't want to like the show. Because mm -hmm. this was genuinely probably the best episode of the year. Uh, it's just that it is like, it's, a, it's still boring, but it is, it was better than it was two weeks ago. Yeah. So that is a massive thumbs up, I guess. What more could we ask for? Patreon shout-outs time before we get on with your Ultra oh, Chats. crap, we got those. Yes. Oh, damn. And the podcast shout-outs yeah, thread. Yeah, I've got, I've got them. Of course, go over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Become a pledge hammer of ours and you'll get Bound for Glory 2007, our retro review. Very fun to do. It's gone down very well. People have very much enjoyed it. Very much enjoyed me reading out my forum posts from the period of... And, oh, oh. Rather you than me. No, it's not good. Uh, it's only right though because we were playing a lot of your old um, Wrestle Talk news episodes uh, when we did the Ring of Honor uh, episode. A few that wasn't back. fun. That was not fun either. <laughs> Hello and welcome. <laughs> and you'll also get a shout out with a wrestling nickname on this very show. So thank you, Colin McCleaner, the Finn Balor. King of the Ring, Xavier Dagord. Yeah. Max Kurt Wallander, Wallen. Yeah. Zoe Sung, 101. Yeah. Geordie Bus Driver, Harry. Hey! Yay. NJ Hornsberg. Yeah. The $100 Man, CD Horver. Mad Mac, the Meat Father. Honestly, I had a call with him last week. Oh, yeah? Me and Andy. This guy's incredible. He, he, he loves cooking ribs. He made, he was telling us about this burger he made where it was a burger, but a Krispy Kreme as the burger. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so he's proper, like, man versus food style. Yeah, yeah. He's got this sort of ribs subscription service he does for his friends. And he, he did a, a rib, a rib, like, short run thing where people have to run half a kilometre, then eat a load of ribs. <laughs> oh, my God. 
He made me so hungry. <laughs> I want to go around his for dinner. The Kessel Run DX Solo. Oh, I, well. I had a chat with DX Solo last week, who mm-hmm. is who continues to be one of the loveliest people Great I've ever being. spoken with. So delightful. It's like DX Solo, Titus O'Neil. Yeah. The rest of us. Uh, yeah, well, you know, Sullivan, Bo Brown is sort of in there as well. Sully's nowhere near those people. Sully's such a nice guy. He's not Titus O'Neil level. Oh, he is Titus O'Neil levels of nice. He's so, he's so What's he ha- giving back to the community? Apart Enter- from his lovely entertainment. entertainment. And his great voices that he does at No Rolls Bar that never get annoying. Oh, <laughs> um, oh, it's me, isn't it? Uh, Ryan Disco Stewart. Yeah. Superkick Nick Mazesco. Yeah. And lastly, Double L, Liam Leonard. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Let's get on with our remaining ultra chats. Not my notes. Mr. CJ Lilly. Uh, hey guys, hope you had a fun Halloween. I know I did. Did you see that Alexa Bliss was trending for two days straight, Sunday and Monday, because so many people dressed as her, which would be so great to see for her, and she retweeted all 100 of them, because she's great. Would say, your Twitter trends are targeted towards you. Mm. So, it's not, it's not an overall trend. It wasn't like, you know, that sort of a that sort of thing. However, I like the fact that people dressed up as her at Halloween. Very nice. Why are you always trying to disprove the Bliss theories? <laughs> You're just a hater, Luke. I'm just, I'm, no, I'm just disproving Twitter trends. Whenever, like, I, I hate it when ever, like, they do shows where people are like, trending number one worldwide. I'm like, it means diddly dick. Mm. I was confused when a lot of stuff like, you know, I remember when Dewdrop first debuted and Piper Niven was trending on my little Twitter page. I was like, what? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Because yes, it was all the people you follow and stuff. It's also one of the reasons why I don't follow a lot of wrestlers on Twitter. Mm. I'm just like, man, the constant retweeting of stuff. It's bad enough following Louie. Twitter's horrible. Bezo Banks, considering that I'll be at Survivor Series, I feel personally slighted that they just won't give me Bianca Banks 3. But man, that was a great match. Still looking for the people who told me to let it play <laughs> out. But on the positive side, yes, Liv Morgan. More Liv Morgan. Oh, Bezo Banks. Oh, Bezo you need Banks. To, you need to temper that Liv Morgan expectation right now. We're talking five minutes of TV time next week. Maybe. Oh. If best. Having said that, you and I all thought that there'd be no finish to Bel Air. Ba- uh, Bel Air. Becky. Could be amazing. Let it play out. Hey, so yeah, Survivor Series is in like three weeks' time. Can't wait for it. Brand Warfare. Who are we representing? <laughs> team team Blutiful Table. And finally, Nate S. When Kevin Crabtrick interviews someone like Ke- uh, Damien Priest and he isn't doing a full squat, doesn't it make the big guy the big guys seem smaller then? Isn't that defeating the purpose? And Ray and Gable are meant to be short in the first place. Well, yeah, but that's why they're never getting over. Because mm. they look so small next to the giant that is Kevin Crabpatrick. Kevin Crabpatrick. I genuinely couldn't remember his name this morning. I couldn't remember where the crab went. What was crab and what was man? Well, obviously not an exciting episode of Raw for most people. Well, this is the thing. It's middle of the road, I think, is the problem. I was going to say, when Raw is actually half good, people are like, I've got nothing to say about it. Or unless it's really, really good, people might say, oh my God, a surprise cash-in, or oh, retribution. 
But when it's uh, bad, that's the most chats, definitely. Yeah. Or like this is. I think the fact that we've had very few chats is indicative of how little people really care about this show. Yeah. I think it's probably going to quite comfortably win worst show of the year in the Observer Awards. Oh, definitely. Thank you so much to this episode's sponsor, Geology, making handsome a habit using science. Six-time award-winning company they are. Look at this beautiful box that it comes in. The excellent, excellent skincare regime that comes with it, tailored to you. Take your 30-second quiz, clicking the link in the video description down below, and you'll also get 50% off your 30-day trial. And hey, why don't you continue with the 90-day supplies of the product you love the most? Subscribe and save or go a la carte. It's up to you. Thank you very much to the Geology for supporting this podcast. Please do at least click the link because every every sort of click helps us out. And thank you everybody for watching and to our wonderful moderators and oh. everyone who ultra chatted in. We'll be back tomorrow with an NXT podcast, Tempest and Pete, on Thursday with the AEW Dynamite podcast and Friday. Who have you got on? It's, well, I mean, it should be me and Denise. But uh, Denise has flaked out me for the last two episodes. So it may be everyone's favorite substitute teacher, SP3, uh, once again. But uh, in theory, Team Danuk rides again. And Pete and Tempest again on Saturday for SmackDown. So subscribe because after that, it's full gear week. Yeah. Doing a prediction stream. Full gear for full gear. Doing a prediction stream and live reactions. It's actually these two handsome buggers doing the live reactions to full gear. We didn't get to do all out together. I know, yeah. And I was gutted by that Mm. as well because I really wanted to watch that, particularly then because I heard it spoiled for me who debuted. But I now get to watch it properly. We might get to see Hangman Page win the title. Hopefully not. (laughs) Don't want him to ever win. Tommy Dreamer! How was your weekend? I'm so glad you asked. Um, I was meant to go pumpkin picking with uh, some friends of mine. I was actually talking about this on other podcasts last week. I was telling Tempo, I was telling SP3, going pumpkin picking, dead excited. So come Sunday, put the little one, put the kid into, I'm talking about the kid again, put the kid into a pumpkin outfit with a little pumpkin hat on and everything, all Very ready cute. to go. I think to myself, right, I'm. it's going to be chilly, but I've got a coat in the car. I'll go and get the coat from the mm. car. Go out with the car keys, click, click, click car's not unlocking hmm. and i think huh why isn't the car unlocking uh-oh i walk up to the front uh, and it turns out that when i drove the car home from work on thursday i had it was late at night so which means i couldn't find my house key so i turned on the interior oh, light no. got my keys shut the door locked it and that was four days previous to that Sunday when I was trying to go out. That little light has drained the entire battery. And drained the entire battery. They're making cars wrong. Well, yes, that, I agree. That seems like it shouldn't I destroy agree. a car. I agree. So that's a bit annoying. I say to my wife, mm. we've got a problem. The car won't start because the battery is dead. She's like, okay. Go and ask the name, name of some jumper cables. Oh, that's a big adult thing to do. It's a very big adult thing to that. do. And also, I suddenly thought, like, if he says yes, I then don't know what the next step is. <laughs>
So I then, uh, I, I, he doesn't have any cables. I go to the other houses down the street. No one has jumper cables because it's 2021. Who has mm. jumper cables these yeah, days? Yeah, there's no dad, like like older dads nearby. Yeah. You would have thought when you became a dad, jumper someone at the hospital would just hand you some, some cables. Yeah, yeah, and a saw. And so I'm then... Uh, Trying to find, I'm trying to find. <laughs> I've got one of those. I'm trying to find the AA. Oh, I'm trying to call the AA mm. because I have got uh, with my car insurance AA insurance like included in that. Brilliant. Great deal. So call up the AA. What's your policy number? Well, I don't have one because I'm with my car insurance and they do that. It's like okay, we'll transfer you through to mm. your car insurance people. So after being on hold with the AA for 30 minutes and then transferred across to my car insurance people, I'm on hold with them for 40 minutes. When I get through to them, they tell me I need to do it online. So I then go online. The only options I can do online are theft, fire, car breakage, like, you know, like proper, like broken down Mm. or something. Like, well, it's none of these options. So another 20 minutes rifling through the website. I found a subpage within several other subpages of like, as your battery dead, call this number. Brilliant. Call up that number. Um, are you with AA Insurance? I have. Ah, turns out actually you've got AA roadside assistance. Oh, your because ca- your car's parked. Your car's broken down at home. It's not covered Shut on up. your AA Insurance. It's going to be a hundred quid call out fee, and they'll be with you in two hours. So six o'clock. My friends have already gone pumpkin pick, and they've come back and start carving pumpkins. And I'm trying to have a cup of tea with them. I've then got to go out and hang out with this guy with a hundred quid that he's paying for me. Granted, he talked about <laughs> Ghostbusters for a bit, so that was quite. That's lovely. nice. They didn't go like, you know, they did try it with women though, didn't they? And I was like, well, now I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. I mean, he's he's not wrong though. They did try it with women. <laughs> it wasn't a success. It wasn't a success, was it? And he thinks anyway. So um, that's it's, it's why not, it's, Anyway, he tests it, right? And what he says is like, I mean, it is charging. And I booted up the car and he's like, mm. oh, yeah, no, the car's starting. The stereo comes on and everything. And he went, yeah, but how long is it going to last for? And I was like, well, I don't know. And, <laughs> and he said, he goes, winter is coming. You know, the, it oh. might get really cold. And I've actually got the perfect replacement battery in the van. Would you believe it? Would you Adam and Eve it? And I said, how much is it? 150 quid. Long story short, 250 quid later, I didn't Uh, have any pumpkins and I didn't get to go out for the day. But I did get to come to work, which was my other worry. (laughs) That is, uh, that's a sad story. It is a sad story. You love Halloween. I know. That was the 31st of October. It really was. That was how I spent Halloween. But then we had loads of trick-or-treaters come around and I dressed up as Chucky and I scared a few kids. <laughs> so it was all delightful in the end. That's all we've got time for for this edition of the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.